Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed. I'm Joanne Reed. <laughs> We're all kinds of crazy today. There's a lot going on in a this lot. room today. But I needed this. I needed people around. And yes, kind of a celebratory thing. Listen, it's wonderful. so much bad news going on right now between R. Kelly so and Michael Jackson. We're going to talk about it in a minute. My whole childhood is dying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's all gone. Exactly. Um, <sighs> but for our wind down today, we have a very special guest. We switched it up. Yes, he's been here before, Mr. Moselle yes. Watson. Yes. yes. We're winding down with real wine. With but we, real. we always have real wine. We always but have we don't real have wine. a real sommelier to serve it and give us the right wine. And he criticizes our wine. He, he left me a message <laughs> because we couldn't pronounce the wine last week. <laughs> we he left me a message with the correct pronunciation. Our producer, Nina, went, she went blood, sweat, and tears to get that wine. Y'all don't criticize delicious. that wine. It was delicious. It was, that we didn't know what bad. it said on it was, the label. Rioja. What, what is it called? Rioja. It's we a, knew that. Yeah, we just want you to come and see if you knew that. Yeah, use it. We're testing you. Yeah, we I'm test a, you a week in advance. I'm on point. I'm on point. I'm on point. <laughs> so wait, before you tell us about the wine of the day, which you brought for us, tell us about this new business, um, this venture that you have. You call yourself the wine guy. Yeah, so... Uh, so my name is Moselle Watson. I am the wine god. Uh, my new business venture is called Wines by Moselle, a.k.a. Wine Church. So it's essentially me uh, sending you bottles to your home as a home delivery service where I help you elevate and discover your palate. Ooh. So I'll send you four home bottles. You said delivery the two things service. I needed, home delivery service and wine. <laughs> I'm sold. But yeah. how do we know? I mean, because I, there are wine delivery services out there, but if it's somebody like me, I'd love to drink wine, but I don't know which ones to choose from. So, so you come to the website. Uh, which is church. I want you to join a, a congregation and you fill out a, a, conf- a confessional. And it's okay. essentially me asking you wine questions. What do you drink? Do you have any allergies? Yep. What do you What do you consider your not wine knowledge? How, do, how does the word zesty or full body make you feel? And what's your favorite gospel song? Okay. And then once you fill that out. Your I favorite can, gospel song? Yeah. What does the favorite gospel song tell you about somebody? What kind of wine they like? I don't. I don't listen to too much gospel music, so I'm just building a catalog of songs to one day listen to. That's all. <laughs> so we're helping you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's working this is out. How you building ways. your playlist? Well, it's slightly. <laughs> and uh, so from that, I can I can build a profile for you based on your palate or what you know, and I can send you wines to help you elevate and understand what you're drinking. Huh. Okay. So do us. So so I, I brought two wines today. Uh, not that with the one we're drinking now, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have you like your wine sort of uh, crisp, but with a little, a little more fruit to it, sort of fruity. So I brought you a Chardonnay Riesling blend from Germany. Oh. And then I, 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 the last time I was here, I left you a Blanc Frankish. And we were talking about Pinot Noirs. You said you don't like how smoky they are. Right. So I bought you something bigger, something bolder with darker fruit, which is a Barolo. And, and it's 100% Nebbiolo. It should be slightly spicy, but huh. you, you tend to like that last time. I feel like he knows he me. He remembers. It's like, <laughs> it's, like you, it's like having a friend that like, will like send wine to your house. It's wine Santa. It's wine Santa. <laughs> it's wine Santa. Santa. <laughs> wine black Santa. Wine black, wine black Santa. Santa. And Santa is, is black. black on true. this show and around the world. Every day of the year, Every including day. Christmas. Yes. Damn it. Megan Kelly. <laughs> Shit. No. Also, blackface is wrong. Well, Just we can, it's a whole show. It's a whole show. <laughs> Uh, but we do invite her on anytime she wants to come and chit chat. Do we? Okay. So what are we? Yeah, we do. So, okay. We want we want to meet okay. her. So yeah. Let's talk about this. Okay, what we are we try, drinking? You try yours first. No, we're so, drinking the same thing. Oh, this is so, for us. To, oh, you mean you brought me wine like you are really Santa? Yeah. Yes, to take home. This is for you to take home. So that's, put that away. This is the best job I've ever had in my entire life. It's wine involved. No <laughs> other job has ever given me alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wine god, what are we drinking now? So you have another so, bottle. So today, being that uh, you like something more fruit forward, and you do like something more earthy. I bought a wine that's uh, the grape. Yeah, it's both. Oh. 
So yeah. it's, it's going to be a light to medium body, depending on your palate. Uh, the grape is called Schiava. It's uh, indigenous to Alto Adige, is an area in Italy mm-hmm. or northwest Italy. Uh, but uh, it fits both of your profiles together. Wow. So, so it's like a read this, read that wine. Read. Yeah, blend. It's a blend. Clink, 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 clink. Okay. Oh, wait, you were supposed to, he's telling you, so, he's whispering, so, we're supposed to swirl it first. Swirl it first. We're supposed to swirl it first. Because which, which, when you swirl it, you're allowing the oxygen to get inside the wine okay. to open it up to breathe, to show yep, its yep. characteristics. Mm-hmm. And then you, you you smell it only to see what's inside of it or to get an idea of what fruits are inside. Usually I three smell smells paprika. get the trick. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Y'all always do that. Whatever people say, you're like, yeah, it's in there. Well, it's not, it's not in there, but I can see why you like, <laughs> got that. And then, uh, <laughs> you used to smell a razor when you were a kid. They smelled yes. so good. Oh, I was good, really? I just was a kid. Maybe I was a weird kid. Okay. Did you I eat thought chalk? They, never. I didn't We had either. a kid in my class that did. <laughs> we had a, did I ever tell you about the kid who used to live on our block that used to eat dirt? And my sister and my brother and I used to make mud pies. Mm-hmm. He would eat them. And my mother was like, don't feed that boy that. We were like... He's not really eating it. He was. <laughs> you lied to your mama about your dirt pie. Because we were so fascinated that he would eat it. I think he had like a problem. The whole pie? No, he would just ingest it. We'd be like, look, this one's a cookie. He would go, eat it. Listen. He would eat it. He could be wow. listening right now. Quick Sorry. apology, please. Sorry, little boy. Thank you. All right, this is delicious. Right. Let's try it. I already tasted my before I swirled it. For well, somebody I'm, come I'm, after you, apologize. <laughs> That's why I didn't name him. Right. See how strategic I was? Yes. Well, how many people were feeding dirt pasta? Just the boy. Just the one boy. <laughs> <laughs> you said that so much. Just the one. It was nobody else. Just wow. one. But they were really attractive pies. We'd make different kinds. We'd make like a pizza or like a pie. We'd make all these things. And he Did found they it. They all looked the same. They were all birthday to mud. But he liked to eat them. Well, I think he had like a, a calcium or an iron deficiency. That's my mother because my mother was a nutritionist. That's what happened. And she was like, "That boy probably has an iron deficiency, and you are feeding him oh, yeah. terrible, mud terrible. pies." It's true. We were like, "We're not making him eat it," and she was like, "You are." We were like, "No, we're not." But we were. <laughs> does this wine back to our our moment here? It does not. Would this like go that. with mud pies? No. <laughs> <laughs> what would be, be? Yeah, actually, what would be the best food with it? It would be for this uh, pork. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a vegan side eye. <laughs> You're being judged right now by the vegans. Uh, you can you can definitely I don't know what vegans eat, so I don't I don't want to eat lettuce I don't and they like eat insult. like grain and like plants. They, 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 grain, they eat like a, a grain. Salad. I mean this may be a little too heavy. They live for a on salad, like lettuce and I beans. I still drink red wine though. Well, what do you what do you like put? I, I had a, a burger, not a hamburger, <laughs> an impossible burger the other day. They make you okay, that'll be fine. Actually, it'd be perfect because the Impossible right? Burger is more like like vegetable, like grassy yeah. sort of. It's yeah, like grassy. Be, be and then after you eat the Impossible Burger, you like empty all your bowels, and then the wine makes your stomach feel better. Not true. Okay. Yeah. Not true. Okay. And you're skinnier. It is not true. <laughs> <laughs> not true. <laughs> this is this is interesting. It's delicious. I like it. Glad you like. I like Good. it because it's got a little spice to it, but mm-hmm. it, and it but it doesn't have that Pinot. I don't know what it is about Pinot it's that the, I don't like the taste. The smokiness of it. to it. You, yeah, you told me that you hated that. It ta- it tastes it it is to wine what like how Starbucks tastes like they burnt the beans a little bit. Okay, it yeah, tastes the same. I know exactly what you're talking. You know about. what I mean? Like yeah. there's a smoky kind of thing to yeah. that coffee, yeah, exactly. Exactly. which I don't like, and this th- that has the same it thing. But this doesn't. This is good. Hmm. So you definitely love that then. This is more pushing you in that direction. Yeah. I'm excited about this. This is That's... really cool. So the so the prod the product. The delivery service is called Wine God. No, the delivery service is called Wine Church. It's called Wine Church. I, I'm, I'm the Wine God. You're the myself. Wine God, yes. and yes. that's Wine Church. Yes. 
Fabulous. I know. And so how do people find you? So you can go to uh, winesbymoselle.com. That's W-I-N-E-S by B-Y, Moselle, M-O-Z-E-L.com. And it's all there. Are you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram, uh, wine underscore God one. Someone stole my name, so it has oh, to be God so you one. Have to be the number one. You know, I know, that's terrible. Man. That's, that, don't you hate when people do that? Yeah, I do. But that means you're the one. Oh, I like that. I don't yeah. feel that. You're, that's important. So, yeah, oh, that means I'm the, on I'm the one. I like that. Please. We will follow you. But he'll be he'll be sending us wine. Constantly. We every week. Every week you guys will get. Uh, so the package is usually four bottles. I didn't carry four bottles with that's me okay. today. But uh, when it comes, it'll be two each. Two, yeah. for, two for you, two for you. And it's going to have a, a wine sermon with it. So it's, which, which is pretty much me breaking down the wine or teaching you something new. Like today would have been like body and fruit. Yeah. That would have been several. That's fascinating. And what I love that. about that is it's a, it is a way to learn yeah. about wine. Because one of the hardest things is when you go out to order, you don't, you look at that multi-page. It's intimidating. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's and hard uh, to figure out what to order. You don't know. You I don't don't want want you to, and a lot of times you have to rely upon a waiter who may or may not be that knowledgeable right. about the different types of wines and definitely doesn't or, or, know what your palate exactly, is. Exactly. The so, waiters don't ask enough questions. They don't right. ask, like, what do you usually drink? Yeah. You know, they just say, hey, this, that goes well with the steak. I like right. this. Right. Yeah. So. Or if there's a sommelier there, people don't know to ask for them. Because you, a lot of restaurants will have someone like you yeah. who will come and help you, Pop but out. people feel intimidated and they don't ask. Popeyes. Popeyes. Popeyes don't have wine. That, have that would be perfect with Popeyes. <laughs> would it be good? Because Popeyes is so like, spicy. You can't eat Popeyes. That's chicken. <laughs> it's true. Oh. They're, they probably is have chicken vegan on the menu. Well, it's chicken-ish. It's chicken adjacent. <laughs> it's chicken adjacent. Chicken? It's breaded like chicken. Right. Moselle, thank you. Thank, thank you, you guys. Moselle. Thank you guys for having me. Congratulations on the new um, business. Thank you. Yeah, we love awesome. that. I think it's brilliant. Perfect. We'll be following you on Instagram Please on the do. gram. Please do. Cheers. Let's, let's Cheers. drink to that. Clank, too clank, much clank, success. Clank, clank, clank. Too much success. Black God. I'm going to call you no. Black God. Black Santa. Yeah, Black Santa. <laughs> okay, Joanne, you know, I'm always telling you about new things coming on TV. There's a new film from HBO Films, OG, okay. premiering this Saturday at 10 p.m. You do not want to miss it. What's it about? Okay, it stars Jeffrey Wright. Let's start with that. Mm -hmm. Right? Man, and he him. is playing a prisoner who's in the final weeks of his 24-year sentence in a maximum security prison. Hmm. Um, it takes an intimate and unflinching look at the journey of one man at the precipice of freedom. Wow. After nearly a quarter century behind bars, he must confront the impact of his actions and the challenges of re-entering society. Wow, that's deep. Where was it filmed? Girl in a real prison facility. Okay. Pendleton Correctional Facility in Indiana. And the cast actually includes men that are incarcerated there. You know, I feel like I heard about this film before. Didn't it premiere at Tribeca Film Festival? It did. And Jeffrey Wright won the award for Best Actor in a U.S. Narrative Feature Film. He's genius. He is. We love all things that he does. But Indeed. you don't want to miss this. OG premiering this Saturday at 10 p.m. on HBO and streaming on HBO Now and HBO Go. Yay. Yay. Here yes. to join us to talk about all the things. What's happening? We Leaving never. Our, our, <laughs> Damn it. Our, <laughs> is there a lid on this? What's happening? Isn't it? I thought it was. Oh, okay. okay. I'm not Chris Witherspoon Chris is Witherspoon here. Chris Witherspoon is here. I'm, I'm sorry. just jumping in. That introduction oh turned into something else. But wait a minute. Before we get into these topics of Michael Jackson and R. Kelly, <laughs> we have to ask you about being on Wendy Williams. Oh, yes. The queen guys. of daytime talk it is was, back. I couldn't believe when it happened when I got this booking last week to come on her show for her first day back. Right. It was phenomenal. It was it was just like one of those pinch me moments where I was like, you know, it's it's funny. I in twenty in two thousand and nine when her show first came came out, you know, I watched the sneak peek. It might have been in 08. All I know is I was sitting at a at a desk assisting this woman named Allison Gullis, who was a senior vice president of communications for NBC News. And I can remember we had like a TV that was one NBC News 
The other was MSNBC. We had CNN as well. And I remember the day Wendy's show came out, I turned the TV to Wendy's show. Right. Uh. And Allison came out of her office. She was like, what are you watching? And I was like, oh, this is Wendy Williams. I'm a big radio fan of hers. And it's so crazy to me. Ten years later, I'm sitting on her show for her wow. first big day back. Wow. Highest rated episode. That's crazy. Wow. You know, and, and, and it was amazing. And she how was, was she? So generous. How, how, when you saw her for the first time, how... You know what I mean? Yeah, she was... Because there were all these rumors about where she's been and all that kind of yep. stuff. I got to tell you, she was on and she was so just aware and present. And that mm. was beautiful because I was really concerned. I yeah. was one of those folks that didn't know. And I had been on her show while she A was lot. gone. And I realized that her producers also didn't really know when she was coming back mm. and didn't really have um, status updates to give us. You know, right. the, pe- the folks who were coming on. I was on with Kiki Palmer. And we had a whole little kiki. Yeah. Um, but it was great to see her. And she really seemed like she got her rest and and got what she needed to get done during her time off to kind of rehabilitate herself. Um, and yeah, it was she was she was giving me life again. To me, I've been watching her show also post Monday and it's back to old Wendy. Really? It is really to me, it's the Wendy that was rating really well like three years ago. Wow. Because she was taking the most care of herself and on and like I had a great segment, and I got to be honest, she even, like, challenged me on what I was talking about with Michael Jackson, and I loved, I have not seen that version of Wendy. In a while. Who's, like, just checked in and, yeah. like, ready to go and ready to fire back at you, and I loved yeah. that. I thought it was, I thought it was fierce. Maybe she needed that little, she needed that. I think sometimes, oh. sometimes, yeah. yes, I think sometimes you can burn the candle at both ends, and you might hit a brick wall, and you have to take that time off, and she talked about it in her opening. Mm-hmm. She was like, I have never taken off this many yeah. weeks from work, but she needed to take her time off, get her rest. Get her um, her vitamins, get her vitamins, be in the beach, be in the sun. I don't know where she went. She says she's been going to the gym seven days a week, though. So yeah. that also is, you know, um, I no, think it helped, it helped out. It helped out. Out is good. Healthy. Yes. And happy and being yes. taken well taken care of by the people around her. Yeah. And yeah. That the she's people care around herself. her are yeah. being good to her and kind to her. Yes. And nice and nurturing to her and yes, nurturing yes, and loving yes, to yes. her she and deserves I think, that and i think it's important whenever you're someone who like i i had this moment when i was there you know monday and i was looking at all the people that worked for wendy and this black girl from new jersey who had a radio show but who no one thought would have a tv show and all the buzz about her being gone i was like wow it's it's so amazing to see a black woman make it this far and to be able to come back and take her throne. But I like you're right. I hope that she has the right people around her because yeah. you yep. can't take that for granted. You know, nope. you got all these white folks working for you, you know, and that are on payroll and that are on salary, that are looking to you as the boss, as the leader, as the captain. Um well, and, and I black think, America, there are not that many black women with shows. We know Tamron Hall's about to come out with a yep, show yep. this fall. But as far as women, black women in daytime, we know we have our own Jackie Reed. That's <laughs> yes. Don't downplay it, girl. Listen, no, I'm serious because you you're somebody that's a pioneer in the business in terms of being a black woman that represents us. Like yes. that's a lot even of from us. your BET days, Jackie. I'm, like, I'm serious. You're an icon, girl. Don't yep. just own it. Listen, I'm not. Okay. You don't need yep. to convince me. And you dress like TLC. You trade. You, you, you blazed. You ba- you blazed the path. Totally. That a lot of people have been able to to move through, myself totally. included. Same. And well, we look Carol to you. Here. We Carol look to Simpson. you. I don't no, even know who that is. Absolutely. But we look to you on TV. I mean, no, I don't. I'm just She's saying, but I know too. who Jackie Reed is, and I yeah. knew who you were when I was in college. And people looked, I looked to you and like saw 
that you had visibility when a lot of people didn't. You know, that there weren't that many black women on TV covering the news that you were covering in the way that you were I'm on a national, on a national platform. Yes. You yeah. also have the best last name, the appropriate last name. Yes. Come on. Come on. She op- you opened door yes. for more reads. So Yes. And Witherspoon. Yes. We like reading Witherspoon. Like Witherspoon. Yes. Witherspoon yes. is the cousin yes. of Reed. Yes, he is. Yes. He is. Okay, mm. so let's get to it because we have a lot to talk, to, oh, talk about. Oh, Lord. Okay, we, I got to drink again. Should we flip a I'm coin? Do you want to talk about Michael no, Jackson let, or R. Kelly? Ju- okay, let's do R. Kelly first because okay. I need more time to, to really <laughs> process Michael. Okay. Let's talk about that interview with Gail King. And by the way, Don't Gail mess King, with me, King is a completely different person from Robin Roberts of Fox News Friends. Come on. Come They're two. Different okay. black people. women, Mm-mm. both phenomenal, different people. Fox News knows what they're doing. They were Jesse trying to be Waters. messy. They laughed they're that trying to be off. Messy. Williams sat there. I was like, come on, Juan, say something. It's like, come on, mm-hmm. you know those are two different people. Right? You know it. You know it. They on two different but networks. Gail deserves uh, the sommelier left, but she deserves all the boxes of wine delivered to her house this weekend because <laughs> she really, like I saw a headline, Hail Gail King, like all Hail Gail King. Her demeanor during that interview, especially when R. Kelly you know, was going off and standing up and his arms were flapping around. And she, she, a lot of people would have felt threatened. Oh, I would have got up. I would have gotten up. I would have gotten up and removed myself for a hot second. Can I make one statement? Because I I have to say, two little tiny criticisms, not of her, but of the the way I watched that interview, like everyone else, I got up, woke up at 6.55. I did too. Cleaned the crust out my eyes. (laughs) I had popcorn. I had a a glass of of wine to wake up. Everything. (laughs) You know, and just prepare myself. I'm going to watch it. And it was so choppy. Even Oprah Winfrey tweeted, we want to see the whole thing. Apparently there was 80 minutes of interview. We got to see like five minutes. And then they talked on the panel for like 10 minutes. Well, the reason why they did that was because Gail on tomorrow, Friday, is doing a, 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 a special, special with the entire interview. But Jackie, that was not greenlit. I don't believe. Oh, I don't think My so sources until, are telling yeah. me that was not greenlit until Oprah tweeted what she tweeted about we need to see the whole 80-minute thing. Mm. They realized that that rated like they have never seen on yep. CBS this morning. And primetime was like, okay, people are asking for the whole 80 minutes, yep. and this is great TV. Oh, let's, yeah. let's package this and get Gail to shoot. Yes. You know, some intros to the interview. It was and right now, special. Gail King's contract is um, Child. Oh, she better, so to get she better, get better get a prime. She better get a prime time you know show. Robin Roberts should say, no, I am Gail King, actually, and I want the same money. <laughs> yep, just yep, sign the same yep. deal and take advantage of the racism and people mm-hmm, thinking the same person because mm-hmm. Gail's about to get paid. Well, it was great that she she landed this exclusive with his first interview. But we know since, how she landed uh, it, though. That's the part that I don't get. I don't, you know, a lot of people no, talk about how they got it. Okay. But here's the other thing. Sometimes people just use connections and resources and get it. You know, she's I was okay. just curious did R. Kelly reach out to her has she talked about that did R. Kelly reach out to her and say I want you to interview me or did she chase I this? don't know she okay. hasn't talked about that the Not other that I've question I would have and I want to see the whole interview is what were the parameters of what they were allowed to talk about? Okay. Because there were some questions that I had that I was hoping would get answered that were not. I don't, think, one. I don't think as a as a journalist anything was off limits. Right. But so we, we didn't find out did you marry Aaliyah when she was 15? I right. was waiting for that Preach. question. I was did really not waiting on that. Especially right? when she said have you ever slept with any underage girls? He said no. And she said never. He said no. I would have been like so Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Right. Yeah. Marriage the other question that didn't get answered that seemed to me on the table that maybe is in the other 80 minutes were you in the video that is out and is that child 14 yep yeah that yep. seemed that was see, what i, don't I was know waiting to hear if 
if um, she did ask that. But let me know. let me chime in on the say. parameters of questioning because I tweeted this. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I tweeted it after Gail's interview applauding her and calling it true journalism. I interviewed R. Kelly for The Grio mm-hmm. um, December 2015. He had an album out called The Buffet. But I remember before I sat down with him, I had questions about the sex abuse because at the end of the day, you tell folks you're interviewing R. Kelly, people still have these questions that, you know, they want answered. And there was a, a couple little things in the media about um, some other accusers coming forward. And right. you're on people. Yes. And I have never in my life let someone vet my questions. I've never let a publicist come look at my questions right. before the person sat down. I got a phone call from a publicist that I respect. I will not say his name because he's someone that I consider a friend. Not like a good, good Judy, but like a friend. Mm-hmm. He called me and like an hour before the interview. Which it was very ambushy because we had the studio set up, ready to go. He was like, um, can you send me over your questions for Robert? And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't do that. Um, I don't have them written down which was a lie I had it written down right. I was like I don't have them written down they're in my head he was like um, okay well just so you know if you ask about anything about the sexual abuse cases or the case you know that he settled that was settled or dismissed or he was found not guilty we will shut down the interview and he will walk out and I'm like okay um, but I cannot ask him about you know in terms of the female fan base that he has that still feels like there's questions unanswered he was like you can ask nothing about Hmm. the sex abuse and I I can remember he came and he sat down and I felt because you know Joy I love a good interview and I yeah, love to ask hard it, questions I mean, yeah. and I remember that I felt so diminished in my role as a journalist and right. I remember sitting there for 20 minutes and he came in he was wearing sunglasses and I in, the, in that moment I realized the charm factor that R. Kelly has because he is very smooth and very charming mm-hmm. but I also realized the machine that he has around him that, that, that enabled him to do the things that he did and yep. to not answer the questions that folks like Gail King got to ask him. Yeah. But see, there are two things that you do in those situations. Tell me. Tell me. One, tell me legend. One, tell me legend. What should I have done legendary? One, Jackie. you say, you know what? Well, if I can't ask him what I want to ask him, then here. we're not doing it. Yep. Two, you say, okay. Uh, or, or you don't say okay because you don't want to lie. But they're like, you can't ask blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, mm. And they bring him in, and you ask and your you questions, ask anyway. and then you ask, and you get the video of him getting yep. up and walking out. Can I tell you what, what, what ended up happening? So, and by the way, this will never happen again in my career. I will never allow someone to tell me what I can. Yeah. I cannot you answer. Say, don't, I don't yep. And do Oprah it. told me that uh, a few months later. I was talking to her mm-hmm. randomly after an interview, and she was talking about that and how that was a big moment for her, her and her career. Something that happened like that, but. R. Kelly went and when he left me, he went to the Huffington Post. I was just gonna literally bring that hopped up. in a car, mm-hmm. went to Huffington Post, and, and my colleague, who's no, a really good didn't. friend of mine, didn't. No, but she asked the questions that I was literally on my paper going to ask. They were literally on my paper. And then right. what did he do? And he got angry. And got, got angry. Up and walked got out. angry. Flipped out. Flipped out and walked out. So Christopher, I have to ask you this question. Tell me. Because I was just gonna bring that up. He went over to the Huffington Post. He left my chair. He left the Grio, hopped in his car with my friend, the publicist, who I will not name, and went to my friend, who's, uh, I think her name is Alona, I can't remember. Um, She's British. Yep. At the Huffington Post, yep. sat down with her for an exclusive. Yep. Huffington Post Live, and yep. it was a hot mess. I remember. They were and, it questions. and what he did in that <clears throat> Huffington Post interview, in which he got up, freaked out, and walked out, it was a strategy. I believe that what he did with Gail was deliberate. He pulled a Brett Kavanaugh. He pulled a strategy. The strategy is blow the interview up. What is everybody talking about now? Mm-hmm. Are they talking about him sleeping with 14-year-old girls? That's no. so true. I You're talking about, about that, him Joy. freaking out. It was completely deliberate. When I saw him get up in, with Gail, I was like, okay, this guy 
is being counseled to do the same thing that Brett Kavanaugh was counseled yep. to do. That's interesting. Freak out. Because, because if you're being accused of something horrible, what would an, an innocent man do? Get mad. Yeah. Freak out. Yeah. Flip yep. out. Show your emotion. Now, Show this was, that you're angry. This was trapped in the closet. You know what I mean? The the latest version of it. Mm. I mean, this was him acting when those girls, the young women that he's with were interviewed. They had the same demeanor. Yep. They were saying the same, you know, they, they were had the same, same talking thing. points. Same yep. thing. What I thought was interesting, go back and watch it. When Gail says to him, Robert, you're acting like you're a victim. Right. Remember, it was in that moment of, of, of the outburst. Yes. Watch how fast he changes. Yep. He shifts into the next character. It's the scariest thing to watch. Yeah. I've watched it like 17 times because it happens in like a, 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 a three-second time span. He shifts gears and looks up at her and says, and, and, and his composure comes back because he realizes that didn't work. Right. What I just did didn't work. She called me. She called my bluff and said, I'm acting like a victim, which I am. Mm-hmm. She caught it. Let me shift gears and get really intelligent and get really smart and composed. Gail was so what Gail did that was smart is that she didn't react to it. Right. So if she had fed into it, Mm -hmm. and when he starts yelling, if she got up or she was just stone cold. Robert, listen, Gail. People have been comparing it to Mm. when, like in basketball, somebody tries to check you with the ball and you just look at them like, really, bro? Mm -hmm. I mean, she she was very composed, but he was doing that as on purpose. What was interesting to me too is like his face was just like he was doing the hard, like tears no, everything and he but was like and she was like let's get some clinics and he was like no i don't want any yep i don't Joy, want that's any. interesting you guys are right i think it was he was trying oh, to I play think it was so the strategic. victim for a major because here's what gail king said when the girls were sitting down i keep calling them girls because they started no, seeing they girls. They girls. Like well they're babies. 21 yeah. 23 now we're children well so Gail said that when they asked him to leave the room when those young women did their interview but Gail said he went around the corner where no one could see him, but that he was still in the room. And every so often he would cough wow. to let them know he was in the room. You would what? hear. Uh, 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 so while the girls were talking, he was still monitoring them. Yes. Can I tell I you what I think said, he did? I don't understand why they did not take them separately and said, we will separately. not do the interview unless he is not here. Can I, I would have popped I would separately. I would have popped her parents out from somewhere. So he doesn't have the money right now to pay Andrea Kelly, his ex-wife. That's why he's in jail. He did not right. have the hundreds. I think he gave these two girls money. No, I no. think he said that if you sit down Mm-mm. and play this role, I will give you both 50000 dollars because you don't have the money now to pay Andrea. Let me tell you, but what, I believe something what about- R. Kelly revealed today, the interview today was even more powerful. Today was he is broke, he said. He said because the first time in three weeks, he said the first time in his life, three weeks ago, he went to the bank by himself. He said he has never gone to the bank by himself to look and see how much money he has. And he says people have been stealing from him. He said the all the money that he has right now is like about $350,000. He said he asked the woman at the bank if she would transfer that into another account. This was before he was arrested the first time. He said, like, the next couple of days after that, he was arrested. But he said that he learned when he went to the bank that day mm-hmm. that all he has to his name is $350,000 because someone or people Listen. have been taking money from him. Girl. He said that's why he couldn't um, get, ha, did not Child. have the money to, to get Andrea. out of prison. Let me tell you something. First of all, he had the money to lock a bunch of women up in his house and tell them when to mm. eat. That second was a all, long time ago. Second of all, he had the money to rent, not buy, but rent, when he was at the top of his career That's to a rent long different time places ago. to live. But what? The reason he doesn't have any money, Robert, is you should have bought property when you were renting no. your 
torture chambers I don't, where you were putting women. <laughs> well, so what I think, mm. what I think Sorry. is happening no, is you said, no, you said no. it, child. It's well, real. I, I think that he wasn't smart about his money. Clearly. I don't think that he was monitoring. Well, he his can't money. read well, too well either, yes, so he probably illiterate. can't read a good he, bank statement. We, we do statement. know that he can't read. Those bank statements but are hard to read, though. He can tell time because he can tell you what time you are allowed to eat. Oh, true, true, true. And he can read a birth certificate. He can read a birth. He can read a driver's license. These good these days. No, no, but what I wanted to say is because he has been cut off. Of performing yeah. and all of the his money if he's it's not up. if he's oh, not he saving money if he's not spending money really? wisely yep. I I believe no my that aunt Sharon used to say whenever we were going out on Saturdays like as as a group and she had money she said she would say her money's funny, money's uh, funny. his money is hilarious and right he, now and it's, because it's just he not rented there. property instead of purchasing it he doesn't have assets nope the, the reality is you I can't think, get a loan without assets can't get a loan he has no he has nothing to liquidate there's no money because he was living high on the hog like it was yep. never going to end like MC Hammer did when he had four hundred employees right and it's like you you spent all your money on renting mm-hmm. and not making yourself an uh, a future. When you were making billions or millions, but or let me ask you: Are there royalties coming in? Because he wrote a lot of hit songs for other, for people. other people. So Guess is that money still coming in? Is Michael Jackson. Damn. So he ain't getting them because they have that. Don't Damn. transition yet. Don't, we are not okay. Are we ready? Are we ready to go there? No, we're not. Because I will. Let me. I'll pour more wine and let y'all. Let, I will go in. I'll have to go completely under. I'm gonna have to go like <laughs> blackout drunk. So <laughs> now, so we know this woman that owns this daycare center and what, whatever other business in Chicago. Yeah, in Chicago yep. paid for him to get out when they arrested yes. him the first time. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Now he's back behind bars for child support. Lack of child she support. She probably don't got it. Her money's probably funny. Oh, now. let me tell you, because people came for her. Yep. Um, because people were pulling their kids out of her daycare. What did I heard. I heard. I don't know if that's factual. That's it. That's it. You know, it's an allegation. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know. But um, apparently people went after her on social media once they found out. Who I she was, was mad at her. I yeah. was I was personally like I was upset. And I said, as a black woman, when you know, these black girls are right. making these really strong allegations. Don't do that. No. Don't, yeah. don't 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 let down your whole community, you know, of women. And also. Her money that she has is from a, a insurance case. Mm-hmm. That money that she has, one of her children died in a car accident. Oh my god! And, and she, she got spent a settlement. That on she, what, her daughter died in a car accident. I think the daughter was like young, like mm-hmm. under the age of ten. Oh died god. in a car accident. She got something like three million dollars or one and a half million dollars. Opened up this business. Um, yeah, and th- that money she says is from the insurance money that she got that from she her dead daughter. Can, so I, it's like, how dare you use that money? I feel like it is a good way to place for robber. Only because well, I, I, we have to pull the mandate off because the reality is the way that celebrity mesmerizes people. Yeah, the way that celebrity hypnotizes people to the point where they will endanger their own children. Yep, is the subject of the other celebrity we want to talk. Well, about. and this one as well because one of the and main things one. R. Kelly was saying in this interview was the parents handed these girls over to he me, basically sold, sold mm-hmm. these girls to me. Yeah. Um, you know, and the girls are saying the his the her, one girl saying the, the father yes they do. The father wanted me to take sex uh videos with him so we could That's blackmail so him and they're trying to blackmail him now. It's just but the reality is when you watch Surviving R. Kelly, one of the things that definitely comes through is that not before but after we people were joking about him peeing on people. That's how yes. common knowledge it was. Yeah, with Dave after, Chappelle joking joke, about I want to piss on you. Remember mm-hmm. that? Right, yeah. Okay, when, after that parents were still taking their 17-year-olds to R. Kelly me. concerts and letting them me. go on stage. Yes, yes. Cuz both the both the young women now, the parents so I think initially the parents said that they did have some sort of contact with R. Kelly. Yes. You know, and they were he aware that their, their daughter. daughter. So yeah, that Asriel, bothers me. The girl that, that, that was very outspoken. It was post, post. It was post the first trial. After. Well, Azrael, uh, you know, her parents, the, she snuck away from school. She's the one that um, in Surviving R. Kelly 
where she snuck away from school, went to the hotel. The parents found out they went there. Yes. Then they met with R. Kelly, and he convinced them, I'm trying to help your yes. daughter. Mm-hmm. The other, the, one of them was in the studio with them and saying, well, mm-hmm. you can't be alone with him, but you yeah. can be in the studio. I mean, the thing is that the parent, celebrity and fame is so intoxicating. It's more intoxicating than wine. Yeah. I mean, and it is intoxicating not just to the, the young people, the young women and men who want to be famous, but to their parents. No, it's true. It's true. Yeah, and, and a lot of people will compare this to Michael Jackson and what's going on with these uh, you know, accusations in the Michael Jackson documentary. And they'll say, well, why do you, you know, like for me, I haven't watched the documentary yet, so I'm not oh, convinced girl. that what they're saying is true. You're going to need that whole bottle of wine. To watch it. I really that. do. Yeah, you need to watch you it. But people it, will Jackie. say, what's the difference? I mean, I actually talked to someone who worked with R. Kelly for years, and she was in tears telling me she never had sex with him. She worked for him, mm-hmm. and she was in tears telling me what she saw the way those girls were treated. And I was looking around like, where are these employees that work for him? But she was terrified. She didn't want me to, you know, say her, her name, name. or, yeah. right. you know, she wasn't ready to do any interviews. But, but I think about that, and I think about R. Kelly, and I think about Michael Jackson, I think about all of the women that were, the women and men that were around, that were aware of yeah. something's not right. Why didn't they speak up? Like, yeah. I don't understand why your friend and and the other women that were, the, the, the record label folks that were women that were around and seeing these young girls on music video sets and the men. didn't speak I up. I mean, the girl and, in the video, um, Supposedly, in, in surviving R. Kelly, I was shocked to find out that her father was in R. Kelly's band. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. The girl, the thir- supposedly the thirteen-year-old girl in this video, her father was in the um, band. Was in the band and continued to the be in the band is, after I, the trial. The other thing I think that we're learning, um, whether it's you know Jerry Lee Lewis back in the day who was supposedly dating an underage girl and Hugh lost Hefner. his career, Hugh Hefner. Um, you Elvis know, Presley, Elvis Presley, the allegations, Marvin Gaye, yeah, uh, Woody Allen, the allegations about him is that celebrity can give somebody who is of a mind to uh, exploit youth. Mm. It gives you access. Yeah. It's the ultimate access. It's better than you know setting up shop near near a, near an elementary school. Yeah. Because the yeah. thing is, is that if you set up shop near an elementary school, no one's going to let their kids come anywhere near you. But then, if you're famous, yeah, you can get access to so many children. Yeah. And I think we should definitely talk. I mean, I, I just want to rip the bandit up. We had to talk about Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Because as a somebody, you know, as, as kids, we were Prince fans or Michael Jackson. You were either a Prince person mm-hmm. or a Michael Jackson person. I was both. I was both. I was a Michael Jackson I was Jackson one person. of the rare both, right? Yeah. Our family, we were there live watching when he did the first moonwalk because mm-hmm. it was the TV. You were there live? We were not there. We were I was watching like, it live. Watching it. Watching it live. I'm sorry. Watching it on TV <laughs> oh, on my mama's God, TV. Almost. We were all like, and then and we all everybody got up and was talking to about it, it yeah. in school the next day. In school the next day. That was all. We they might kids. as well shut school down. Shut school down. People were coming to school with what the red What year was that? Jackets. That was 80s. I want to say it was 86. Okay. 85, 86. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it was phenomenal. It was like, it was Motown 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it mm. was, we'd never seen anything Surprise like J-Lo it. Surprise J-Lo wasn't there. Oh, God, don't get me <laughs> started. I will spit up my wine. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Damn, damn, sure, damn, she'll damn. she'll be moonwalking damn. at her next show. Damn, damn, <laughs> It was 83. It was 83. 83, okay. 83. So it was like junior high school. I was one year old. I mean, it, anyway, <laughs> anyway, youngin. Sorry, I'm just saying. Get, get out. But we were, yeah, we were but live I remember, then. I remember it too. Your aunties were alive then. I was watching it live. But no, but the, re- whatever, <laughs> your mama won't. But anyway, the reality is Michael Jackson, Prince was our subversive star. So we would yeah. sneak and listen to Darling Nikki and be on the bus and laughing and watch because our parents wouldn't let us listen to him. Even our mamas. Erotic le- City. Erotic City. We weren't supposed mm. to be listening to it. Right. But Michael Jackson, even your grandma, your mama, your auntie, 
the whole family love. So if you if you put him on. Because he did wholesome music for the most part. Black or white. He was I mean, grabbing his crotch every two seconds. He, he did a little love song here or there. Anywho. <laughs> the reality is Michael Ebony Jackson. Ebony and Ivory. Ebony and Ivory was Lady nice. Of that was later. Lady, Lady of my life. Yeah, really but nice. He had song. been a star since he was nine years old. The Jackson Five, the cartoon yeah. we watched when we were kids. Man in the Mirror. Man in the Mirror. This man is probably the most famous singing star of all time. Yeah. Period. Black yep. or white. Yep. He integrated MTV. Just go through so it. So true. Yeah. For R. Kelly to fall is a medium to yeah. low I won't level miss star. That music. No, but you'll miss it. I don't have to bump it. I believe I can fly. You can live without it. I believe it's I can good, cry after but that. But you can interview. live without it. Yeah, yeah. Are you telling me the entire lexicon of the greatest pop star of all time goes down? Here's what I think though, you guys. Oh. I don't think I think that I think that you look at some of the artists of like the Renaissance era that we find out were pedophiles. We're able to separate the art from the man. Can we? I think I th- no, I Not think with Bill that I, I think with some people I think that Michael Jackson's music, personally, I think people are going to be able to separate Thriller and Billie Jean from who's singing it and just look at it as artwork. You know, I I think that parents will be teaching our young children. That's Michael Jackson. He was a pedophile, but the art, what what, uh, Quincy Jones did, what the producers did was magical. They captured... is on the line. No, exactly. My favorite movie of all time is but I think with, I think, wait, wait, but Let me, let me ask kind this of say, But I think though. R. Kelly didn't contribute art. His music is good, but yeah. you can mute that shit. But before we before we mute, you can curse here. Okay, Before sorry. we mute Michael Jackson, PG I just have to ask, I mean, I haven't seen the documentary yet. Girl. Right? And I'm going to see it this weekend. Okay. But why, why do we believe them? Okay. That's what I'm at. What did you see that made you walk away from that? Because... Forbes magazine did an interesting article um, about the one that's the choreographer, right? Wade, Wade Robson. Robson. Wade yes. Robson. Yeah. And talked about his relationship with Michael Jackson for years and the mm-hmm. family. And they, they talked about that. And then they talked about the fact that he had an opportunity years ago to testify against Michael Jackson. And he made the choice not to, right? He was mm-hmm. uh, very young. But then they also talked about he wanted to choreographed the Cirque du Soleil Michael Jackson um, piece that they did. They turned him down for that. And um, then he tried to go to court and sue for money, and that was dismissed. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a series of instances that they give that that uh he could possibly be disgruntled mm-hmm. so i'm not and i haven't seen it yet and i have to see it yeah, like an ex-wife yeah so i'm just he i'm was. just so so for you the two of you who have seen it <laughs> yeah why do you believe these two gentlemen i think i think that and because i, I the documentary yep so i'm, I'm someone who always balance. believed since i was okay i was 11 years old during the first trial for Michael Jackson and I heard those stories I then believed he was a pedophile oh, I was 11 years did. old I remember all my friends in 6th, 7th grade we all joked about it we all knew like kids you can just kind of read through people and I can remember watching Michael Jackson say you know they're lying on me they took these videos of me and photographed my penis and everything and I was like oh he's a total Wait, pedophile I can just tell uh, yes he did he did an interview he, did. He, he, he put a tape out in like ninety three, self defense tape. He put a self defense tape, and I can remember we all were quoting it in school the next day. And I can remember we were talking about as kids, Michael Jackson asking us to come to Neverland, and how that's a pedophile. Like, why would a grown man, right. no matter what you say about not having a childhood, there are a lot of folks like Macaulay Culkin. He didn't yeah. have no, he didn't have no childhood. Nope. There are so many uh, Corey, Corey Corey Feldman, Feldman. Yeah. but Corey Feldman came out today defending Michael Jackson and saying that he didn't believe. He, that nothing ever happened to him, even though he said he supports Agreed. all victims. But Carrie Fisher, there's all these folks who didn't have childhoods Emmanuel that don't go Lewis, laying up in bed with little boys. I knew in 93 he was a pedophile. So I think 
You knew in '93. <laughs> I knew as a kid. I, I knew as a kid. I could sense it in my in, in, in my in my in my heart that he was a child molester. Um, and then when the case happened in '04, and that other kid came forward, and and those stories kind of had this the the, the 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 parallel to the ones in '93. But I think seeing these men talk. Yeah, what's different about these this the documentary, documentary? I think seeing these men talk, and they were interviewed on se- in separate locations, yep. separate days. They didn't days. know each other. They didn't know each other. Their stories are so similar. similar. And they're saying, and the thing is, is that and poor so Jimmy seems broken. James I could tell yes. Jimmy. Jimmy went Jimmy, through it. Jimmy, the the second boy. So Wade Robson's story starts in Australia, and James Safechuck's story starts in California. So they do not have any connection to each other. They're in different timelines, but their stories are so identical. Mm-hmm. And James, as into what happened to them, yes, and the progression of the way they were groomed and the way they were sort of brought into almost a, a couple relationship. Yeah, that's like what I'm they saying. Were Wade, you're talking about Wade as an adult. All the thing, all the strides he went through to have access to Michael post Michael's death, like yeah. all that stuff. That's what a wife would do. Yes. someone who knows that she's she endured your shit for all these years. You you did all these things wrong to her, but she she stuck with you because she believed in you and she right. believed in what you had. And like, at the time, and I think that, that she's entitled were, to it. And, well, he he's they, entitled to the it. The way they describe it is that at the time these things were happening to them, they didn't feel like they were being abused or being harmed. They thought Michael loved them and they were in this love relationship. Yeah, there was no confusion on their part, even of the sexual nature of the relationship because both of them are heterosexual and I'll so tell they you, don't have even in their own mind in their own mind it was just part of the relationship and i'm like you chris i believe the allegations back then yes i knew I my did. little 12 year old heart knew but i'll tell you one thing <laughs> i the part jackie you asked about what in the documentary let me knew let me know and this is not a spoiler people have talked about this but the part where jimmy pulls out that box of jewelry that's when I knew that something about, about the way. That? So he pulls out this box of jewelry and talks about how Michael would take him out shopping and he knew that he loved jewelry. So they would go to these high end jewelry stores and Michael would, you know, have him try on rings and say that these rings were for women. He would tell the clerks because the clerks are like, why is Michael with this little boy trying on jewelry? And he would say, oh, he has a small hand. So I wanted to have him try on the ring, but it's for a girlfriend. And Jimmy said that Michael told him you have to. You have to sell some to get some. Essentially, you have to like do these sex acts at night to get these get these jewelry. But he would get them. And Jimmy pulls out this box, this nice little box that you can tell he brings out once in a blue moon that has all these rings that Michael gave him. And he talks about this night yep. in a hotel room where, where they have a wedding, a makeshift wedding, and they have vows they write down on paper. Um, and he and he takes the wedding ring and he and he has it and he's moving it around on his finger. It might not have been on, but he was holding it. And the way that something about that physical connection, you can't act that. You can't. There's no way you can read a script and deliver what he delivered. That was that was a genuine documentary moment where he was telling his truth. Can you fake the despair? That guy is broken. Mm. And Which you one? can't, James, James Safechuck, the second boy. Watch his Oprah interview. So I would recommend almost watching Oprah did a special. It's called After the yeah, Land. Watch that before you watch the documentary. Really? Because I think that makes you believe it even more. Oprah talked to J- James. Did you watch it? I didn't see that. Special. He began sweating the last block of the interview profusely because Oprah's asking him about 
you know, his rehabilitation process. And you can just tell the boy is ready. Like, I almost feel like talking about this. He might off himself. I've, I've, they really? should put him on. Yeah, I can tell this is, this has taken him to a place that he hasn't gone in a long time. Something really profoundly traumatizing happened to this kid. And it's kid. hard to lie to Oprah. Oprah yeah. asked really good questions. Yep. And I was like, that's the truth you barometer. You gotta watch it, Jackie. Because the other thing they have oh is that they have the documentary evidence of the relationship. Pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Voicemail Voice messages. Mails. Jackie, he was calling these these young boys' homes every day. You don't do that. You no. don't write an you, you adult man. You don't do that. And you I'm know what? But he was such a weird adult man. He had a monkey. No, for God's but you don't. Do. That, you know that he Child, yeah, the bones you, of the elephant. Man. Michael could have got into nineteen year old, twenty one year old friends. Sure I think that he targeted these young boys, and I believe deep down, I'll probably get a lot of hate for this on Twitter. I believe Michael was gay. I think that Michael was a gay black man mm. in a time when he was he wasn't he wasn't even proud of being black he took his black nose to be a white nose he he wasn't proud of his skin color i think the the albinism was real the albinoism but i think i believe that based on what i heard in the documentary and what i kind of feel from him in general i think that michael's sexuality was homosexual um and i do believe that he sort of infantilized or or or, or sort of shrunk his sexuality um and, and and would act it out with these kids because truthfully he didn't have a childhood mm-hmm. and and I don't think that his that he was attracted to women. He he had opportunities with a lot of beautiful women to have relationships as a young man. He as married a young, Lisa Marie Presley. Even before that, Brooke and Shields, Shields and people and others. But I think I think that Michael knew that um that the community, the his fan base, that people in the world wouldn't <clears throat> accept that. But don't you think that if if he were gay, that there would be at least one man out there nope. that he had no. a relationship? No, God no. I don't think Michael would take his. Line. He would not risk the biggest career in not just music but in entertainment history to he ever have it. a boyfriend come through. You know who's not going to tell if you you if you if he had Children. dated a man, let's say, mm-hmm. and he and the and the man had somehow fallen out with him, and they had fought, and they had. You know, but broken up. Yeah. The risk of that is so high. You know who's not at risk? A kid, a kid. And a kid whose mom you have mesmerized. The other thing that comes through in this thing, and the reason I think it is a parallel a bit to the R. Kelly story, he didn't just captivate the kids, he captivated the, the moms. Yep. And one of the moms to the point where she had her hair like Michael But Jackson. did you hear the one mom say it was interesting that he would call the moms, yes. but he wouldn't talk to the dads? These Never weren't the broken dads. women. These women were in relationships. Yep. They were upper middle class families. One lady but she her said, family for her But she said, interestingly enough, Michael would never ask about my husband. Right. He would call and ask about Wade yep. or Jimmy um, and ask about me. But he would he almost like knew that my husband could read through him and like would question why he's hanging on with the boy. But I think also back to the sexuality of Michael, I think that Michael was wouldn't be comfortable to take off his clothes and show his body. I think Michael had a lot of deep rooted self-hatred for how he looked. The fact mm. that he put a different chin in and, and a different nose, nose and, and a different eye, like skin. every everything. I think that he didn't find himself attractive. And I believe when you take off the clothes, there probably were all different kind of blotches and different colors going on that he wouldn't want a grown man seeing that. Right. You know, and, and, and going to the press as a jaded lover and saying, you know, what he saw. So I think these little boys, it was a safe place for Michael to to satisfy his sexuality and, and your urges as a as a man are strong in your 20s and 30s. And I think that it's that he, you know, did something illegal to do that. Why do you and think then, he didn't do these things with Corey Feldman? and Macaulay because Culkin again, and Emmanuel the Lewis. The risk is higher with a famous 
person. Also, that, I don't I mean, know the, that he didn't do these things with and Mike they Kelly. Said that that's true. I think that Macaulay true. All of them, all of them said that he did not. But I think that so Macaulay we, can't knows, believe one and then not believe the other. Agreed, agreed. But I also believe that Macaulay knows that if he were to say these things happened, that would be, be his legacy. Michael. That would yeah. be his legacy. That would be yeah. what we know Macaulay for. Yeah. Not Home Alone, but the boy who Michael Jackson and molested you know who so was funny? in Home Alone. The two guys say that at one point, that they did, you know, Wade Robson has his own separate career that he built yeah. with Michael Jackson's help, and their legacies are so tied to his that they're also somewhat protective of it. Mm. Like, you could see that these were not people who were eager to go make this documentary. That mm-hmm. they even still are, are somewhat protective of him, even though their feelings about him are have changed Why a would lot. they, I mean, but didn't, didn't they go to court to try to sue for money didn't wade i mean if he's not you well so what why wade would he be says, willing to talk about it if he's gone to court i mean or if he filed paperwork to sue the michael jackson um, estate estate yeah so he did sue the estate and that um, case was dismissed that was dismissed and he said that oprah asks him in the interview about that and he said that he sued the estate and I, I guess that when you file a lawsuit, you have to ask for some sort of damage or something to be done if you win the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And he said that that was kind of like almost something that that happened, but it wasn't what he was going for. He wasn't really going for the money. He was going for justice. And part of justice was you have to have a settlement attached and to this. Reality, but he would have to tell the story is what I'm saying. Absolutely. So you yeah. can't say he didn't want to talk in the documentary no, no, if no, he I'm was willing he didn't to, want to, to talk. Court. I'm saying that I don't see them as being like calling up a documentary filmmaker and be like, we want to do this. They didn't pursue it. They did it. not no. pers- present themselves as people who pursued this. They present themselves as people who like, this is now out. Yeah. People know. And Dan Reed and approached them. About it, Dan Reed that said that he approached. saw the filing that that uh, that Wade made, and he saw like something about Jimmy in that filing as well, or maybe Jimmy filed his own. And he yeah. said he was like kind of taken aback by that, and why these guys suddenly now are talking, and he wanted to go to them. But I can say one thing: as a 36 year old man who gets therapy now, who never would have been comfortable talking about some things in from my past, I've been able to talk about things with my therapist that I never would have discussed in my 20s. And if someone had asked me in my 20s, I would have lied. Yeah, you know. So right. I understand finding your voice late in life yeah. and 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 recognizing your truth and re- revisiting things that you said happened That's one right. way that didn't happen that way that now you're able to actually Absolutely say right. and, and the verbalize. Re- the reality is, we is that the, the other story, I think, in the R. Kelly story and in the Michael Jackson story is the complicity of, of us all. Because the reality is, when my friend Martin Bashir asked Michael Jackson point blank, why do you put kids in your bed? There's only one answer if you are not a pedophile. I would never put a child in my yes, bed. Yes, The exactly. answer he gave was, why can't you put a kid in your bed? Right. That's when I was a thousand percent sure. Yeah. And the reality yeah. is, I still have all his music in my phone. I still love his music and love his legacy and all the things that he did. I love The Wiz. It's my favorite film. We're all complicit. The reality is we either care about children's lives or we don't. But and, I think, and, it, and even if it's Michael Jackson, you if, the, if these children are saying, they're now adults, but if if he hurt these kids, that's still wrong, even if no, it's Michael Jackson. No, I think it's wrong. I, I think it's wrong if he hurt these, these, these kids. But what I'm saying is, I haven't seen the documentary. I'm asking you guys, why do you believe it? And, um, and what I think is, when I saw Surviving R. Kelly, because I did see all you know six episodes of that, there was not only the victims, right? There were people that worked for R. Kelly. There were R. Kelly's brothers. There was more. There was more evidence mm-hmm. to show. And and <clears throat> Dream Hampton talked about this the other day. They were so afraid of getting sued. They vetted every person who came to the table. They didn't just take their story at face value. Mm-hmm. They vetted them. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is, where's the vetting? 
in the Neverland thing? I think that's a fair question mm-hmm. to, to ask. Where's but the But you don't think that? that they vetted them? You don't I think don't that, know. I'm asking. Oh, oh yeah. I, I don't think, know. I think that Dan the, Reed and, and, and the home box office, He said that he didn't office, want HBO. to interview oh, anyone it's else. It's up because remember, they're being, the threats of lawsuits are coming at them, too. Yeah, right. HBO the family, sued them for the $100 million. So I'm quite sure as a huge corporation, they did. But the other thing is you have to remember in the trials, there were other corroborating witnesses, including his employees. His the lady, the who, maid, the, the maid, maid said that she saw him showering with him. naked boys. Yeah. One of them was Wade, who was seven years old, who alleges Michael Jackson showered him naked. And they talk about that in the dog. Is it the the maid saw it? His employees. So the reality is. But listen to, to this. Listen, I think going back so to you saying that we were all complicit. Hmm. I was talking to someone recently, and he was telling me to watch the the Martin Bashir interview again and look at this clip. It was an, uh, someone who wrote a, a piece in the New York Times uh, this week about that clip and about how Martin asks him, and this was like 08 or 09, about sleeping with little boys in bed and how he answered the question. Think about in 2019, post Bill Cosby, post Harvey Weinstein, post R. Kelly. If Michael, out, think about this. Up, yeah. If Michael Jackson gave that interview in 2019, mm. people would be so up in arms we would yeah. all be on twitter saying that that's appalling that's yeah. disturbing but instead think about it think about think about any yep. any major a-list star right now yep. be anyone if beyonce said i opened up my bed to young girls between the ages of five to 14 be to come appalled. to come lay with me yeah we would all stop playing her music you because you know something's off you you don't you know open wrong. up your bed right to little boys to and sleep in your time, bed what period. happened was people got mad at martin People got yeah, pissed off because we were at all Martin. we were all mesmerized by Michael Jackson, That's and right. under this spell, we were mesmerized by our stars. I look at people that I let, even you know, I've been in this business for a minute, and I can think about you know pre Matt Lauer, pre Charlie Rose, being on sets of shows and having these executives talk to me and say things to me as a gay black man that are inappropriate. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, I can name names and tell you things that I could have filed lawsuits for, but I was so mesmerized by this person. Hiring me and, and the seeing, opportunity, yeah. Right. yeah. So you turn the other cheek, and I mean, you can take that deeper to people like Michael Jackson and what they were doing in the headlines we were reading. Yeah, hmm. so celebrity is a drug. It's a drug. And it's a drug it that afflicts is. the celebrity and everyone who loves them, and yep. the parents particularly. And, yes. A lot of people are criticizing in both of these situations the parents and their roles um, in you know making their children available to these celebrities. I will do. I won't spoil it for you, but because it's devastating. By it's for the hardest hours to watch you ever ever watch. It's the way it's laid out is devastating. Yeah. Really? However, well, I'm gonna watch it this weekend. Watch plus it this the Oprah weekend. interview. I'm gonna spoil one thing for you. At one point, one of these parents goes on a camp a trip in a camper with all of their children and leaves their child mm. at Neverland alone. Yeah. And then the rest of them go in their camper and go off to the Grand mm, Canyon mm, and mm, leave mm. that baby by himself. For what seven days. mother would leave your child? We wouldn't even let our kids sleep was over there, other people's house. Was there house. regret from these mothers? Absolutely. They both regret it. They both are now, in hindsight, have regret. It's You have to watch it, Jackie. It, mm. But when you watch it, have your bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but let me just say at the end of the day that what I've kind of realized is we're never going to be able to have an answer to whether Michael Jackson did these things or not. He's you gone. know, I can say I think he did, yeah. but because he's gone. So I think we have to have a larger discussion about holding our stars yeah. and holding our celebrities to a higher standard. Amen. And also, I think what Oprah said as parents, I want to talk to my son, who's seven now, about what molestation really is. Yeah. Because and now is the time. Yeah. And I, and I think it's time. I, I, I told his mom after watching the documentary, I want to talk to you Andres about what an erection is yeah. and and what affection is and what kind of affection crosses the line to arousal and how some people will seek that from young boys and yeah, young because girls. Because and a lot of time as you were saying earlier when you're dealing with children 
children are too trusting and you can convince yeah. a child to keep a secret. Because right. Wade and Jimmy, what they kind of revealed is they didn't know what erections were they prior didn't even to know that. What it was happening. They didn't know what that feeling was, but yep. they liked it. And they kept going back for more because it felt good having Jimmy talking about having his first orgasms and masturbating and putting his penis into a cup of warm water. I was like, oh, my God, he experienced that. In, in, in this very unpure way, but yep. he also found it enjoyable, so kept going back for and it. And on top of that, the person you're experiencing it with is Michael Jackson, Jackson. who's all over your, your walls at home. favorite star that you think is a god, practically, and that god is focusing all his attention on you. Mm. There is nothing more powerful. The the asymmetry of the power. Let me Michael tell you, Jackson I met Angelina Jolie last week at this event, at this Netflix thing. I got to walk up to her and talk to her for a second. But can I tell you, can I tell you, and I've met a lot of stars. Mm. Listen, I met a lot of stars, but I literally, as you talk about getting intoxicated, I felt this rush of like Mm. all my body adrenaline come over me. This woman who's like just so beautiful and so powerful and talented. And I'm low-key. True, true. But 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 to to, to your point about the intoxication, I never experienced that before. You didn't feel that around Oprah? Not to that level. Something <gasps> about because Oprah, I know in my mind, Oprah's like my mother, my sister, my best friend. Angelina, I, I didn't have Isn't an access point. Yeah, she's you know just mysterious beauty who doesn't up? eat. I think so that I can experience the same thing. I think you guys should try to get me to meet George Clooney, and then Ooh, I'll let you know. What wait, oh. can I just say one thing? As we are here in uh, Thirty Rock recording our uh, or podcast, Idris Elba, Idris Elba is in the building <gasps> right now. Okay, yes, because they have right they have the rehearsal today oh, for Saturday Night Live. No, he's wow. on Saturday. He's hosting Saturday Night Live. We'll go he's there after the that, y'all. If 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 we I go to jail, read this oh break that, listeners. Just come bail us out if we if we go to jail, y'all. Because we about to go to jail. Can I just say one more thing that I was for joy? I was telling joined the hallway and this is very sad Alex Trebek announced that he has pancreatic yeah. cancer yeah, stage four but 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 bottom line and I hope he beats this he should take a break from hosting Jeopardy him. he yes. should take some time off and people are talking about who could be the next host and I'm hearing Ryan Seacrest is rumored I think we should start a campaign hashtag joy for Jeopardy yeah I believe joy <laughs> is be a black best. intelligentsia you know brilliant Host, and, and I feel like a so black woman, we it. do not need another white man hosting Jeopardy. That's all I'm saying. I love that idea. Hashtag Joy for Jeopardy, y'all. Oh, Readers, yes, let's, do let's it. start I this. You, I think we should start I this. I love it. That's oh, hilarious. man. Well, that does it for this episode. I think he just called this, me a nerd that. in the nicest but way. But, Joy, I think, no, I think no, we love it. Alex Trebek is a nerd. I'm proud of you. Child, you be the best. No, I love that idea. You'll be a nerd with all the millions. I'll be a nerd too for all the millions. Okay. I'm twerking to it, y'all. Twerk to it, Twerk it out. All right, so we're going to head out. Of course, uh, you can't get enough of Jackie Reed. So you can catch her on the Tom Jordan Morning Show every Tuesday and Friday at 8.15 a.m. on New York Live in the New York area, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m., where she is the star. You can also catch Jackie on The Hub today in Boston at 12.30 p.m. And also, you see how you can't get enough of Jackie Reed? Go on serious progress on Saturdays at 2 p.m. after watching AM Joy. It's a like it's like the two for <laughs> exactly. back to back to back. E- 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, and on Sundays at 9 a.m. Right before right AM Joy. Before. See how we set you up? We'll give you the cousins all I week and weekend it. long. Yes. Yes. And that's for Inside Her Story. I love that. And then, of course, you can catch the fabulous and talented and brilliant. Joanne on, or they call her Joy on MSNBC. And buttery. On MSNBC this weekend at 10 a.m. Eastern until noon. 
on AMJOY Saturday and Sundays. And, of course, follow her on social media where she will be giving you life. And please follow our social media on Read This, Read That on Twitter. Leave off the last T for savings. Thanks to everybody who tweets at the Read This, Read yes. That. We love that you guys tweet at the Twitter because I the love Twitter that. loves you. We, it does. And it's, it definitely There's a human does. behind it. It's not a bot. There is. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I used to tell you that I loved you, babe, but nothing ever stays the same. Run away, run away.